Hey everybody, welcome back to my most authentic life. My name is Fede Vargas. This is a podcast that inspires and empowers you to create the life that you want. We hear from people that are choosing to live boldly and bravely and that are daring to take the road less traveled. Today, we're going to spotlight the talented multidisciplinary artist, Blake File. Blake joins us today to share his story and to talk about his fantastical multimedia travelogue, Abandoned, the All-American Ruins podcast. This is a powerful project told from the heart with a clear point of view. Blake guides listeners through immersive audio fantasies. He explores abandoned spaces across the United States. And along the way, he asks critical questions about American history, culture, community, capitalism, the environment, and mental health, while encouraging you to activate your imagination as a tool for healing. Blake is an artist, activist, and a loudmouth, and will do some time travel as well as we enter the world of Abandoned through some immersive clips. Blake, welcome to the podcast. Good to see you again. Oh my gosh, Fede, so wonderful to be here. And thank you so much for having me on. I have been binging your show since we met in Las Vegas. So it's very nice to be on the flip side of it and get to chat with you. Yes, absolutely. And I love your podcast. And I think it really resonates with me because it hits on several things that I connect with. I think it's an awesome blend of history, nostalgia, cinema, which I love. And it's so transparent about so many issues. And I think it just really comes together in a really striking way. So to get us started, uh, tell us about this word, enemoia. It comes up in the prologue, and I've never heard of it before, before listening to your podcast. And through that answer, tell us what inspired, abandoned the all-American ruins. Absolutely. So to back up and give you a little bit of context, when I was a kid, I was born and raised in Colorado and lived in the foothills of the Rockies. And there was this abandoned dairy farm that was down the hill from my house. And as a kid, I would frequent this space and I figured out a way to get in. And I kind of became obsessed with it. And the first time that I entered the space and stood up, I had entered like a whole different realm. And what was really interesting about that whole experience is I I remember standing up, I was about six years old, and I remember walking into this place, well, really crawling into the place, and realizing that I felt connected to it, pinned down what that feeling was at the time because I was six. But fast forward to 2020. I woke up uh, and had had a dream about that um, dairy farm. We were about two months into this new world of a pandemic. And I realized that um, I had that feeling again in my stomach, even though I wasn't actually in a space. So at that time, I think a lot of us can identify with the fact that I was completely uh, terrified of this this virus, this this new entity that we couldn't see that was killing people very, very quickly. And I didn't even feel safe at that point going onto the trails near my house. I once again, I live in the mountains near the foot of the Catskills in New York's Hudson Valley. And 
because we are 90 minutes north of the epicenter of where the virus really started in the United States, people were coming up in in droves from the city to get a little bit of sunshine because everyone was cooped up. So I was terrified to even go on the trails. So what ended up happening was I decided, well, maybe there are some abandoned spaces around me I can visit and just poke around in. And once again, an entire world was opened up. And the first space I went to was this abandoned Air Force base about two hours north of where I live. And just like when I was a kid, the second I rolled under that fence and stood up and saw the remnants of this life before me, I felt connected to it. Come to find out that there is a word for it, which is the word that you mentioned, animoia. I should note, it's not an official King's Dictionary word. It is part of this beautiful, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, it started as a blog. It's, it's now a book. It's called The Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows. There's this guy, John Koenig, who put together all of these different feelings and sensations that don't have words to them. One of them is animoia, and the definition of that word is nostalgia for a time and place one has never known. Boom, that was that feeling that I felt. So as I began to venture out to these places, I realized that what was happening in my imagination as I wandered through them was the exact same thing that happened in my imagination when I was a kid. As a child in that dairy farm, I, w- I created an entire world in there. I created a whole universe, and it became a place of sanctuary and safety for me. What was interesting is that was exactly what I needed when the pandemic started, because I felt, that, like so many of us, so unsafe and uncertain as to what was going to happen. It totally impacted my mental health, which already is you know something that I've been dealing with my entire life, mental illnesses part of my story. And I realized that as my imagination was working and I started playing pretend as a 30-something-year-old adult, it was creating a sense of reprieve and healing during a very trying time. And so it became this practice. It's a spiritual practice, really. And I realized there was this whole community of human beings uh, called Urbex, which stands for Urban Exploration. And these are people who are going out and exploring the unexplored and places that you're really not supposed to go. Beautiful people, really wonderful thinkers and artists who are going to these places and taking beautiful photographs, creating beautiful murals of graffiti, taking beautiful video creating dance pieces that are site-specific. And I thought to myself, well, I want to add my voice to this community. I'm a writer. That's what I do by trade. Perhaps I will start writing about what's happening to me as I'm venturing through these spaces. I'll weave in the history. I'll weave in my critique of the United States because, and this is something we can talk about later, these spaces really represent something about this country that we live in called the United States. And... um. This blog was born. It was just something that I created to pass the time and to channel all of these feelings that I was feeling somewhere as an artist. And people caught word of that blog. The radio station I work for in the Hudson Valley, Radio Kingston, WKNY, approached me and said, you should turn this into a podcast. I'm a lifelong lover of audio storytelling. Made total sense to me. And I wondered okay, well, what what does this look like? Because I don't want it to just be me talking about a space. I really want to take people into the space with me. 
what better way to do that than asking people to access their own imaginations and visualize the space and what's going on inside my imagination with me. Let me guide folks through these spaces and what's going on inside my imagination. So it's really a three-part or a a three-layer podcast. It is I'm guiding folks through the physical spaces and their history. I am using those spaces as a lens to critique the United States and everything that goes inside of that story. And it is a call to everyone who listens to try to use their imaginations as a tool for healing. I've been doing a lot of research on the unstoppable power of the human imagination and what it can do to create healing for people who are suffering from mental illness. And so nine minutes later, that is my answer to your question. It is a love letter to the pandemic and that is, uh, it's also a love letter to myself and the growth that I saw because of everything that happened to me over the course of the first six months of the pandemic. That's awesome. That's awesome, Blake. And what a story, right? Um, your past and then your present, well, the present that you experienced during the pandemic and then your outlook for the future all coming together to inspire this show Now, let's introduce the listeners to a clip from Dodging COVID-19, like the cops, Penn Hills Resort. And somehow holding this 39-year-old relic transports me back in time when big hair and Wall Street and synthesizers were all the rage. I can smell the gasoline and taste processed foods and hear Ronald Reagan coolly remind Americans about the sacred fire of liberty in his January 26, 1982 State of the Union address. The same liberty that in four days will result in a breach of the Capitol and, to me, what feels like the beginning of a second civil war. Not like the first one ever really ended, but here we are. I begin to walk back further on the western side of the resort. As I wander towards a curious, abandoned, postmodern house that's sitting at the back of the property for an undetermined reason, I discover an old television frame. I pick it up, put my face into the smashed opening, and I think about the mass media. A 24-hour news cycle, doom scrolling. These things can't be good for our brains. I know they're not good for our brains. We all just want to be on television. Well, there you go. I think that clip really starts to set the mood for what you can expect from Abandoned. And Blake, let's talk about the cinematic references uh, that weave throughout the podcast. What's the motivation behind that? Well, like you, uh, Fede, I am a lifelong cinephile. Uh, my last name is File, and so I always love to reference the fact that I'm a cinephile. Uh, cinema was another space for me as a kid where I could really use my imagination and just escape into other people's stories. And specifically, um, the horror, thriller, sci-fi genre was always really impactful to me because... As a 
closeted young queer kid, it was really, um, I would watch these movies about monsters who were misunderstood and I identified with them somehow. When I would watch, the first time I watched um, Psycho by Alfred Hitchcock, I remember feeling in this very strange way connected to the character of Norman Bates. I'm not a murderer. I'm not having sexual intercourse with my dead mom's corpse. None of that. But just the part about feeling isolated and like an outcast to society, I really identified with those things. It wasn't until years later when I watched this docuseries about um, the the horror genre and how it is like uh, basically a love letter to the to, to queer history and how horror as a genre is really um, for queer people because of that. We are a misunderstood group. So anyway, this is all to say that because cinema is so important to me, I love to live my life like it's a movie. It's something that I think more people should do to really live their fantasy. Um, and so one of the things that I wanted to create a sense of with this podcast was a sense of cinematic um, entertainment. I wanted it to feel cinematic. I wanted people to really almost feel like they were watching a movie when they closed their eyes and listened to the show. The episode, it's episode three. Hello, I'm Shelley Duvall. It is all about my experience exploring the Neville Grand Resort and living out my little shining fantasy. So here it is, Blake's cinematic nod to Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. I guess I didn't realize it, but the resort is overwhelmingly large. Graffiti covers the walls, decades boasting intricate design work. The Neville has a rich history in the Hudson Valley. All you have to do is scour Facebook and read the comments from folks who have fond memories of the hotel. It's my heart to see what's happened. It used to be an amazing place. Words can't explain how many memories I have at the Neville. This place is a maze. It drips and moans. It breathes on its own. And I feel like... I'm exploring an entity still very much alive. I head downstairs where I find the Stardust Room. I can hear Al Boley, Ray Noble, the Charioteers playing old standards like Midnight the Stars and You or A Dream for Sale. The music sails down the hallways of the hotel, haunting every nook and cranny, blanketing every wall with echoes of the past. I enter the theater. It's empty and enormous, two levels sweeping towards a modest stage where the curtain, musty and dusty, hangs on by the skin of its teeth. And as I make my way into the room, I begin to hear the laughter of the guests. And I begin to see hands coming out of the darkness, applauding, and the light coming through the windows is heavenly, and there they are. The audience. I approach the stage, hop up, and turn to face them. But they're gone again. Only a single empty chair remains... So I bow to it. 
as a shiver tumbles down my spine. I feel like someone is still watching me. Boy, I bet you we could really have a good party in this room, huh? I hop off stage and exit the theater. That was Hello, I'm Shelley Duvall. And the, the last clip that we're going to hear today is from the Coyote episode. And Blake, this is one of the highly, it's the most personal episode in the series. And it talks about uh, but a couple of heavy subjects um, that, um, why don't you take us, tell us a bit more about what that episode's about. Sure. So to sum it up very quickly, it's about my divorce. It's about my uh, getting engaged and how in my head I did not want to get engaged, but I was too scared to stand up for what was true and the subsequent divorce. Both uh, my engagement happened in San Francisco. I was engaged on a boat uh, as we were crossing underneath the Golden Gate Bridge. It sounds very romantic, but I was terrified the whole time and uh, basically scared myself into saying yes um, to the to the proposal. The next day after that proposal, my then fiance and I went to this uh, national park called the Marin Headlands, which is right across the bay in Marin County and Sausalito. And there are tons of abandoned structures in that park uh, from World War II. And the first time I went there was the day after I got engaged. And um, I was really taken by the landscape when I when I got there. This was 2017, 2016. And on the way to the Marin Headlands, my then fiance and I got into a huge argument. So when we parked, he stormed off and I was left by myself to wander these ruins. And I remember thinking the whole time, you actually don't love this person. You actually do not want to be married to this person. You can still back out. You can still back out. You don't, it's, it's, it's not. And then I didn't. So when I finally filed for divorce in 2019 and finally braved up and told the truth, there was a lot of healing to do. And so in 2021, after, you know, things had shifted with the pandemic and there were, you know, we could, we could still do things. We just had to be masked and vaccinated. I went back to the Marin headlands to sort of have like a re-excursion and to just forgive myself for the mistakes that I had made um and and so that was that's what happened um there and so the episode is basically all about me wandering these ruins while trying to sort out what it looks like to forgive myself for one of the biggest mistakes i've ever made wow that's so powerful and yeah the um idea of self-compassion is so important and uh thank you thank you for giving us the the backstory to what is already a very personal <laughs> reveal in uh, in this episode. This is Coyote. And then a rustle. I look up quickly to see what the noise is, and there 
standing tall and proud and curious, not ten feet away from me is a coyote. never seen one up close. I always imagined them to be bigger. The world around us vanishes. The humble creature stares at me, studying me, quizzical, confused. I can almost hear it thinking aloud, what on earth are you doing, man? I can't move. I focus on my breath. I try not to panic. I don't know what a person is supposed to do when a coyote approaches. I've always assumed they're afraid of people and steer clear of any human activity, but... Not this one. It just stares. And then Joni Mitchell pops into my head. And the next thing I know... Finally, I decide to move into a standing position in case Coyote decides to charge. I can hop up on the ledge if he does, and it will be difficult to get at me. When I stand, Coyote backs up a few feet, eyes still locked on to mine. It doesn't move. It continues to stare. Then, just as Coyote entered, it turns on and wanders off, looking back once to see if I'm following. I'm not. My heart quivers and shakes, an aftershock in my chest. Goodbye, Coyote. So that was Coyote, and I think those three clips, like, absolutely give, paint the picture, set the scene for what is an incredible journey, an incredible podcast. As we get into this last segment, uh, what else would you want to tell the audience uh, about your beautiful creation? Well, Abandoned is part of a larger multiverse. All American Ruins is a comprehensive multimedia travelogue that is ongoing. And it is uh, a photography blog where I write the stories about each space that happened to me. It is the podcast which we've been talking about specifically. I also have been developing a TV series with, uh, uh, what do you call it? A, 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 I guess a platform called Hudsey um, that is adapting both the blog and the podcast into video format. So if you go to Hudsey.tv, you can watch the pilot episode of Abandoned, or excuse me, of All American Ruins, which takes place at the Neville. So if you want to listen to the podcast episode first, imagine it for yourself. You can then go watch the Hudsey episode and actually see what it looks like. It is a magnificent property. Um, And then if you're feeling extra inspired, you can go back and read the original blog post about it all. Well, that's amazing. Congrats. 
And I've already watched an Evelie episode, so I'm gonna go watch that on Hudsy TV. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a it's a really beautiful. I, I I'm not I'm not patting myself on the back here, but it's really beautifully done. The team at Hudsy um, really made my vision come to life, which was very cool. And uh, the second episode will be out in June. It takes place at the AFI, the abandoned AFI packaging plant in Port Jervis, New York. Um, other than that, to be honest with you, I would really encourage your listeners, go out and use your imagination. It is such a wonderful and free way to provide a sense of relief for anybody who's struggling with mental illness. Well said. And I think it's something we can all practice using our imaginations as a tool for healing. Blake, thank you for being here for sharing your story and the motivation and the inspiration for Abandoned, the All-American Ruins podcast. Listeners can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Mm -hmm, Of course. And if folks do want to learn more about the comprehensive universe, they can just go to allamericanruins.com. And that's today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, have an amazing day. And remember to keep on living time on.